I'd also mention to you that our custodian, Linda Edwards, who suffered a heart attack uh, about a week or so ago, is uh, making a, a very good recovery, and uh, she is at home. She is uh, not going to be working for at least a, a couple of weeks. The doctor has indicated that she would be released to return to work about March 24th, but uh, continue to keep her in your prayers, and she is feeling good enough that I understand. I think she tried to, to mop her floor or something at home uh, a day or so ago and then realized that she wasn't feeling quite as good as she thought after having tried that. But uh, we uh, have been very blessed for a long, long time, over 20 years, uh, or right around that, that number with uh, Linda as our custodian. Uh, the fact that she's been here that long is, is unique in and of itself. That doesn't happen very often in, in churches where you have that kind of dedication and devotion. Linda's a member of this church also. And in uh, uh, this church, I think uh, over the years, uh, all of us have, have made note and commented about uh, the high standard of, of cleanliness and, and, and really uh, it, it's clean better than I, I will say, I won't say most of our houses, but I will say my house. And, uh, and, uh, uh, but she has done an outstanding job. We look forward to her return in her absence. Sam Hilgady, who has been working part-time as uh, her custodial assistant for uh, several weeks now, in fact, a few months, uh, he is taken over uh, those responsibilities, and so uh, he will try to be balancing that with uh, his time as a student at uh, Ivy Tech, and, and uh, so far so good, and even better, he's on spring break this week, so he's got plenty of time. So, so. Our scripture this morning comes from Philippians, the third chapter, beginning at verse 4 and continuing to verse 14. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet, whatever gains I had, these I have uh, come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death if, by, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. That's God's word for us this morning. When I was in seminary, now, many years ago, 
my professor of evangelism, and I was blessed that I went to a seminary that actually had a professor of evangelism. You don't see that too often, particularly today in many of our seminaries. But I did have a, a professor. His name was Delos Miles. And Dr. Miles, in a book that he wrote and in lectures that he gave, talked about two ways that, that we typically should think about sharing our story, our faith journey. One, he said, was spiritual autobiography. And, in many ways, what Paul has just written to the church, what Paul, what we have just read, is uh, some of Paul's spiritual autobiography. This is who I was. This is what I was about. And you'll note, and I hope you noted as I was reading that the things that Paul said, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee. Uh, I'm a person, I'm a, a part of the people of Israel. I'm the tribe of Benjamin. None of these things were bad things. They were part of who Paul was, of the life that he had, part of his before. And then Paul goes on to say in this spiritual autobiography that for all that was good in his life, for all that he experienced, he also suffered the loss or was willing to suffer the loss of all these things for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus and how Christ Jesus changed his life so that Paul could say with conviction that he had become new and that in all things he gave himself over to Christ Jesus so that in this spiritual journey and you'll notice that it is a journey it is not a, uh, an end game, because Paul talks about pressing on. In this journey, he can say that whatever I had, uh, I count as loss for the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ. He expresses some of that in Galatians, the second chapter, verse 20. I can get to that page. And it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life I know I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul's spiritual autobiography in your own story. If you were asked to write out your your biography, your journey, your life, uh, what would that look like? What would your before be? And what would uh, and how would you describe the journey that you're on now? How would you mark different moments? of that journey. 
that spiritual autobiography? Where would the important moments be? Well, the other thing that Dr. Miles pointed out is that we all have spiritual autobiographies. Even if we haven't come to the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, we're still on a journey. And if we haven't come to that point in knowing, the journey's not over. It's not too late to know that uh, Christ lives in us or can live in us as we invite him into our lives. The other thing that Dr. Miles said about sharing our story was there's, a, there's personal testimony. Things along the way in the journey. Uh, perhaps how you came to know Christ. It may have been through, and most often it usually is, through family and friends. Folks who were there for you and folks who made sure that you came to church, even perhaps when you didn't want to. But folks who lived their faith, who shared their faith, who let you know that faith was important. That might be part of your testimony. It might be more dramatic. It might be like Paul's testimony of how he came to know Christ, of how he was converted. He shares that in the ninth chapter of Acts and in two other places in Acts. But essentially what Paul experienced was this this overwhelming presence of Christ on the Damascus road, the road to Damascus. Paul was on his way to kill Christians, to persecute them, to stand in witness as they were stoned or might be stoned. That was his purpose in going to Damascus, and he was caught by surprise. He encountered Christ on that road, and it changed his whole life so that he could say the words that we just read. My life was changed. It's different now. That was the beginning of his testimony. And he had other experience of testimony. This morning I want to share with you a a testimony that I had uh, only become aware of yesterday. So I... I kind of read this and I thought, well, that's a lot better than the one I was going to use. And and so uh, I asked if I could share that. It's a letter that Sarah Long, who is uh, Norman K. Long's granddaughter, Sarah's 14. Many of you know that she and her brother were involved in a head-on collision several months ago now. And uh, both of them were severely injured, critically injured. And uh, they are recovering, making good recoveries now, outstanding, excellent recoveries. Uh, They've had the support of numerous people, friends and family, that have been a part of that. Uh, Just this past Friday, I believe, uh, Alex... Her older brother, Sarah's older brother, who was a basketball player at his high school, was uh, dressed out for their game Friday night and uh, and got into the game, the last 15 seconds of the game, as I understand, uh, to rousing 
uh, ovation. And I know that had to be a great moment for, for Chuck and Robin, his parents, uh, and for the whole family, and, and certainly for Alex. But Sarah uh, shared this part of her testimony. And she wrote it in the, or did it in the form of a letter. She said, uh, and, and expressed it this way, Dear car accident, you took my family and I to hell and back the past few months. You tried to take away the things we loved the most. Although you took us down a little bit, we are back and stronger than ever. You made us become more grateful for life by almost taking life away. You help people realize that tragedy can happen to anyone and seatbelts are so important. You have made me grow in my faith and become a better person. I believe God has a reason for everything, even when it doesn't feel like it. This whole experience opened my eyes and made me realize that other people can have it even worse so much worse. So, I guess you changed my life for the better. But I hope to never see you again. That's a testimony of faith, of having uh, and experiencing something that none of us would want to experience in our life, but understanding it, and we're talking about a 14 year old young person here, understanding that through her faith the context of her faith. Trying to understand God in that and realizing that in spite of the tragedy, maybe because of the tragedy, she can say, I've grown in my faith. I'm a better person. Well, Paul's journey in our journey uh, and in Paul's journey uh, some things that, that I think are helpful. First of all, Paul had something that he thought was good. It wasn't that he was unhappy with his life, as far as we know, before he was converted. He had something he thought was good, and he gave it up for something that was even better. He found out what God wanted him to be and what God was calling him to be and gave his life over to that and was willing to give up whatever the before was for what God was offering in the here and now and on the journey. Second, he recognized that he had become different but that God still had much more to do with Paul. Much more to uh, much more that, uh, ways that Paul could grow, that Paul could become deeper in his relationship, better in his relationship with Christ. So he didn't go and, and be baptized or have this conversion experience and say, okay, you know, that's it, I you know, appreciate that, and it's, I'm done. Now I've, I've done, you know, I, I've taken care of that, and I don't need to do anything else. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. 
and, and, leave, and he didn't leave it right there. He continued to pray and to ask himself, how can I become better in Christ's eyes? How can I become more Christ-like? He recognized that becoming Christian is a goal that you press on toward. You are a work in progress. The work is not completed in you. And it doesn't make any difference what stage of life you're in or what your life circumstances are. You're a work in progress. God will bring that to completion and to wholeness and to fullness through the promise of the resurrection. But you're on a journey. So don't think that because you've completed one leg of the journey that, it, that, it's, that somehow the journey is completed. I, I came to that stark reality uh, in my own life, and uh, not so much in a faith way, but in a way of, of thinking, well, once I get this done, then, uh, and that's my goal, and I'm so focused on the goal that you don't think about what comes next. It happened to me when I was in basic training in the Army, Fort Knox, Kentucky, 1970. All I was focused on was getting through basic training. Just get me through this. Just let me complete this. Just let me achieve that goal. Let me walk down the parade grounds with uh, my my buddies, and, and I'm done. I'm, I'm completed. And I did. And I, and I did, you know, I was in the parade. And then at the, at the end of all that, I realized, doggone it, I got two more years to go. What am I going to do now? You're a Christian. And you're on a journey. You don't come to some, some point in time and say, I've made it. I've achieved the goal. You're pressing on. Paul says that. You're pressing on toward the goal. Oh, God's with you. And you know God and you can know God in a deeper and much more wonderful way than you've ever known him before through Christ Jesus. But know that Jesus wants you to keep walking, keep pressing on, and to enjoy the journey. Treat it as a blessing. Know that it's a blessing. See, the nature of a Christian lies not in what you have become, but in what you're becoming. So, what's your story? Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for changing our lives. And Lord, we confess that we're still in that uh, process of change, and some of us are at different places along the the journey of faith, along that road. Lord, uh, wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves, God, remind us that you're with us, that you promised us, through Jesus Christ, you would be with us always. 
even until the end. God, help us to keep pressing on. And Lord, help us to enjoy the journey with you. With all the twists and turns, with all the ups and downs, with all the detours that that might be a part of that, God, remind us constantly that we don't travel alone, that you're with us through Jesus Christ. Lord, help us turn our lives over to that reality. In Jesus' name, amen.